Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, pop culture, and football season, because at the end of the day, everything is an ad. I am Luz Corona, Adweek Community Editor, usually joined by my co-host Rebecca, but she is uh, on holiday today. So instead, I have a familiar voice for you all here today, my co-host, Al Manorino, Senior Producer of Adweek Podcast Network. Al, how are you today? I am great. Uh, unfortunately, not on holiday, which is a, a very kind of British term, right? Because usually we just say vacation, but uh, because yeah. we have to deal because we have to deal with Rebecca and all yeah. the, all of her, you know, br- <laughs> the British, yes. British yeah, the holidays and the bin, been, and she says all fun stuff. That we she get does to enjoy. say fun stuff. I've adapted <laughs> some of it, and I'm going to stick to it in her honor. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah. Yeah, well, we miss her, but um, there's a good reason you're on the show today, because you are a big fan of the franchise, I would say, the brand that our guest represents and essentially speaks on behalf of in her role. So today we are welcoming Lara Krug, Chief Marketing Officer and EVP of Marketing at Kansas City Chiefs. Lara, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm very excited. Yes, we're excited to have you. And now we can, you know, say Al is a very big fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, aren't you, my friend? Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit before the the podcast record. I said they are my second favorite team. I am a uh, born and raised New York Giants fan, but I just love watching the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, The team is just incredible. Obviously, uh, they've won two Super Bowls over the last few years, and uh, they're just such a fun team to watch. And I'm so excited to to talk about uh, what goes into marketing, uh, one of the most exciting teams in all of sports. Yeah. I love it. And as I said to you, we'll take all the fans, secondary or primary. We, we love them all. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's probably a pretty big compliment when you like come across people who aren't from Kansas City and are very big fans. It is. And, and honestly, it's, it's certainly um, becoming more and more the norm, right? So obviously, um, the success that we've had over the last couple of years has certainly accelerated that. Um, but what we're finding is that 
you know, fans and, and, and fans of Chiefs Kingdom and the Chiefs are everywhere nationally, um, internationally, um, and they're coming to become fans for a lot of different reasons. One of which, like you, Al, is, is what's happening on the field and, and the exciting nature of it. But there's a lot of different ways people are becoming fans. And like I said, Chiefs Kingdom is everywhere um, and we welcome we welcome them all. Yeah. And, See, Al, and w- your part. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say, were were you a fan of football to begin with, or did like, did you dabble, or were you passionate about other sports before getting this role? I know you've. Uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about your uh, your roles, uh, your previous roles, but yeah, were you a fan coming in? Yeah, you know, so I, I, I people ask that question sometimes. Like, did I grow up as a Chiefs fan? Um, I actually grew up in uh, in Connecticut, in the New York area. Um, football was actually not a big part of my life growing up. Um, my dad wasn't. And, and as we know, a lot of people become fans, you know, generationally. Um, but uh, I became a fan of the NFL probably more in college. Um, you know, when you're spending more social pastime um, at bars and with friends and that socializing occasion, um, I ended up marrying a Kansas City <laughs> boy, which is part of the connection here now, um, but certainly has grown affinity over time. And I think, it, you know, in my last role at Anheuser-Busch, um, certainly sports and beer are kind of inseparable. So it, it certainly became much more of my day-to-day football and then a lot of other sports, tennis, soccer, um, surfing, right? It kind of became part of my my career. So my affinity and fandom certainly grew from that side as well. Amazing. Yeah, Laura, like hold hearing that, it feels like it's it was meant to be. I mean, you married someone from Kansas City, you know, and this has been I feel like you've been preparing for this, um, especially coming from Ann Hauser. Um, I want to touch a little bit on your experience, like Al just mentioned before we we talk what you guys have in the works for this season. So was what did you learn? Was there anything that you learned from like those past experiences at Ann Hauser and L'Oreal that have really served you most in your career? current role? Absolutely. So um, I think one of the biggest things that um, I've taken from past experiences and tried to apply in my two years now here now with the Chiefs is I'm really thinking about the product as is so much more um, than, you know, what what may what people may think of it as now, right? And and it truly is a brand. So even when you opened right, we are a club, we are a franchise, um, we're a family owned business, right? Um but in the in and all of that, we're part of a brand. And I think when you know, looking back at my experiences, whether that was marketing beer, marketing shampoo, um, marketing um, a, a lot of different uh, pr- uh, shoes. When I first started, I worked on New Balance. Um, what you find is that brands have identities, right? Brands have values. Brands have target audiences. And so, taking a lot of that um, from those industries and applying it to the Kansas City Chiefs into sports. It certainly opened, I think, everyone's eyes on the opportunity on how big this brand can get and how many fans can come in. Um, probably the biggest difference on some other products that have had the opportunity and, and on our marketing to now is an Al, you're a good representation. I mean, fandom is unlike anything <laughs> I've ever um, marketed against, right? You're not a consumer, you're a fan. And even by using that word, right? Loyalty is something that we at the Chiefs are blessed to have. And certainly something that um, we want to make sure we continue to um, evolve on and, and, and find more ways to connect more, with more fans in a way that's authentic. 
Incredible. Yeah, we, we were just speaking, uh, well, Lucy and Rebecca were speaking to um, a VP at Funko, if you ever heard of, like the Funko Pops. And they yeah. they kind of have something really similar where it's it goes beyond just customer loyalty. It's a straight up fandom where, you know, they'll get 50,000 people to try to try to buy tickets to an event that can only fit 2,500 people. Like it's yeah. it's crazy. Like when when a brand exceeds the just like oh yeah I, I buy coca-cola all the time no this is like i i'm a diehard fan yeah. of the chiefs or i'm a diehard fan of this it is yep. so uh I, it's I, how do you go about that from that perspective like coming from you know people are a fan of anheuser-busch or l'oreal but like they, they won't kill each other over it like how do you get, how do you transition <laughs> hopefully nobody hopefully but like how do you transition is. to that yeah 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 no i think um it's interesting so i think one of the biggest things we have is being so fan first right and mm-hmm. i think being so aware of you know the team win or loss is not something that a fan can control right and and or marketing can control what happens on the field but what we can control, and I think a lot of the efforts that we've been trying to implement even more is fans are such a pivotal role of that experience at the stadium, right? And at GHA Fields at Arrowhead, they are part of of excelling that team forward, right? Like we're the loudest stadium in the world. There's a reason that matters, right? Being loud while the the, the you know the other team is is trying to score, right? Fans play a role in that, and so I think for us. Um, we want to be fan first because the fans add value to the brand. The fans are also the best brand advocates that we have, right? So um, interestingly, when I joined the NFL, I was learning as I learned more about it. You know, the league is set up different than um, a different consumer product, right? Because there's 32 clubs in the league, each club has their designated area in the U.S. that they can market, right? And and sell uh, tickets and, and that when you know that you have different levels of constraints, right? There's only so much we can do from a paid media perspective, right? Because of the league's um, ruling and, and how do you keep everyone fair in their different home markets. And so for us, finding ways that fans are being our advertisement for us, right? Are talking to their friends, um, influencers that live in New York City or LA, right? Uh, merchandising opportunities. You start having to be more creative on how you're growing the brand. Um, and certainly, I think, you know, fans and the loyalty that they give, and I'm sure, Al, you would feel the same. I mean, there is constant communication on the smallest of things um, that we try to make sure that the ones that we put out there are resonating with fans and so that it it, it perpetuates the positive narrative of the team and the history that we have that we would want others to be saying on our behalf. Incredible. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And you know what, Laura? That, that's a question that we had. We were wondering about that because you just talked about, like, the NFL marketing as well. So you guys have – so there's the NFL marketing, and then you have Kansas City Chiefs marketing, and then the players have their own PR teams. Um, yep. So, you know, how does that all work? How do you balance the messaging while still kind of keeping the story pretty consistent there? Um, it's a great question. So I think um, the beauty of the NFL is is the relationship that the clubs have with the leagues. And and when I joined, um, again, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, before I joined, didn't have a formal marketing team. There wasn't a CMO before. So we obviously had amazing individuals in some of the departments that you would assume are in marketing, um, but it wasn't formalized. And, and when I joined, 
um, it was really important for me to understand how to work um, productively with the league and to leverage their resources and their experience um, to help us in growing our brand. Um, and so it's a very, um, it's, it's a wonderful relationship in terms of data and insights and some of those things that um, we, we may not locally have the depth on. Um, and then certainly, I think over the last couple of years, and, and in credit to the club for you know many years that it has existed, is making sure that we're now pulling out the the values and the elements that make the Kansas City Chiefs really unique. Right? We are similar to other clubs because we're an NFL club, right? We we have a similar product, but the backbone of our product is very different, right? And the Hunt generational legacy in the sport. I think being in the Midwest is is different, right, in terms of the values of our fans. And I think something that a lot of people um, like to connect with. So we really try to find our footing on what makes us unique. My comment on being the loudest stadium, right? Those are unique things that we have, um, making sure we, we gain value from the league. And then certainly for the players, right, we want to find the things where we overlap, right? They're, they're humans also outside of their life, right? Of their job. Um, and, and they have their own brands, but they are players of the chiefs. And so finding those overlaps, I think has been something um, that we've done a great job about and certainly finding ways that we can leverage their reach, which is certainly additional and, and growing um, in addition to ours. And I know we're jumping all over the place, but let's let's take it back a, a little bit to, you know, when when you first started, I think it was around two years ago, there was an official yep. like full time marketing team was in place. I'm guessing that was partly for you coming in and, and assembling that team, I'm guessing. Um, yes. But so that happens a couple of years ago. And now you guys just won the Super Bowl. Like to talk about just the whirlwind of all of that happening from you coming in the conception of like, let's put this new team together. And within that short amount of time, you guys are Super Bowl champions. Yeah. I mean, it is, it has been a whirlwind. We, we joke, you know, people are always like, Oh, is the off season quiet? And the, the joke is there is no off season. <laughs> there is no off season. It's always the season. Um, so yeah, it has been a whirlwind. Um, when, when I joined, um, you know, Mark Donovan, our president and our CEO and chairman Clark Hunt, it was really there. Um, um, ambition and initiative on seeing the opportunity that we had right now at the Chiefs to have marketing be a key component of the brand, right, and of the company. And I think with everything that had already happened on the field with um, the 2020 Super Bowl, and certainly, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Coach Reed, there's so many elements um, that made sense to make sure that we took that opportunity now. Um, and it has been a whirlwind since then. So um, I have an amazing team, many of which were here before I joined, and then some of which that have joined after I joined as we put a bit more structure behind it um, and, and certainly a, a larger strategy. Um, but in addition to all of the things that have happened so far, in between there too, we were, we were starting to have um, and grow our international efforts too. So it has been um, a whirlwind, but I think what I talk about it a lot is is um, champagne problems, right? Like it's a good thing <laughs> to not have an off season. I would yeah. take this any day, all day, because I mean, you can't wake up every day and not feel like, man, there's just so much opportunity for us to to take advantage of um, and connect with more fans. 
yeah, Amazing. for sure. And you're probably excited to get up in the morning and like get to it. You know, this is like a, a really cool gig, unprofessionally speaking, right? <laughs> I would say like this is like pretty exciting to get up in the morning for. Uh, yeah, I I would say so. I, and you know, it's fun. I think for me from um, experience too, right? I, I'd been um, primarily working at fairly large, you know organizations that have many different brands, right. And that have kind of processes set up and, um, somewhat of a well-oiled machine in many ways. And, and one of the things that was so exciting for me, in addition to just the opportunity of marketing the Kansas city chiefs was the opportunity of, of getting to be the builder of something with the organization, right. And feeling like you could really, um, you can really see your efforts that you're coming in every day on and, and, and putting in place and, and the team as fans are passionate, those that work at the Kansas city chiefs are just as passionate. So yeah, it's, it's a cool gig in in the, in the way of saying that. Um, and to get to experience what we have over the last year, I mean, a ring ceremony, a parade, um, the draft in Kansas city. I mean, those are things that are truly once in a lifetime. So I'm very, very grateful to be part of it and to be with the team leading it forward. That's so great. My gosh, we got to yeah. get out there for a game. Al will expense it. It's fine. It's research. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need well, to know. You need we, to know. We got to know what we're dealing I with here. I can't make those decisions. Neither could you, but let's, <laughs> no. let's see if we can make it happen. Let's put it out there. <laughs> um, well, we have a bunch more questions for you, Laura, but we I think this is a good time to cut to break, and we'll be right back. Here is a message from our sponsors. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we are back with uh, with Laura. I'm uh, so excited to continue talking to you um, about all things Kansas City Chiefs. I do want to, I do have a couple follow-up questions from um before the break, we talked uh, a little bit about, you know, 
coming into the role and uh, you know becoming the CMO of the Kansas City Chiefs and building this marketing team out, and also your, the relationship that you guys have with the NFL, being like your own independent club, but also working in conjunction with them. The first question I have regarding that is, are you in contact at all, whether it's like summits or email chains with other CMOs for other clubs? And what is that relationship like? Is it getting like advice and stuff or or is it like the NFL saying like, you guys need to promote all of this and then working together of like how you're going to do it. So what, what is that like with the other CMOs? Yeah, that was actually um, one of another amazing thing when I joined the league. I, I was used to working again in beer in my last role in a very, very, very competitive industry, right? There's only so many, so many players and incredibly um, competitive. When I joined the league. And, and honestly, I think even before my first day, I, I probably had a couple of CMOs at some other clubs reach out to me. And I think it's the beauty of the league, right? Again, at least in the US, the way that it is structured, each club has their area, right? So us and and the 49ers and the Eagles, they're, they're different regions. And so there's a there really is a very collaborative nature amongst the marketing organization. Um, and I'll tell you that, and I, I don't know the exact numbers, but a lot of clubs over the last few years have begun to add in the CMO or EVP of marketing position, it, but it's also not constant and it's not consistent everywhere. Um, I think the league really took the lead on that as they've really grown their marketing team. So um, yeah, you know, Martin Nance at the Vikings, I remember reached out to me very early on. We both went to Miami of Ohio. He had moved over um, from Gatorade. So a very kind of similar CPG to, to professional sports context. So very collaborative, best practices, advice, um, you know, stealing with pride in the sense of, Hey, this worked for us on girls flag football. You guys should consider it. So very collaborative. And then as the brands have started gaining, um, international, uh, marketing and commercial rights, which is something that, that we've done, um, over the last two years, you know, more competitive in those markets, right? Because the, the 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 context is different, but still, I think everyone is in the effort of growing the sport and the game forward, and knowing that um, each one of our brands can have a very specific role um, in connecting with fans. Excellent. And then another one before I send it back to Luce is uh, I, earlier. I was going to say earlier this week, but we're recording this uh, before it's getting released. <laughs> earlier this month, let's go with that. The NFL released um, this campaign about the script, um, where they are commenting on. Uh, you know, last year there was some conspiracy theory thing that the the NFL is quote unquote you know scripted and this is how the game ends things like that. Um, really, really funny. Keegan Michael Key kind of doing a table read with a lot of stars. The, the reason I'm bringing it up is there there's a mention of your you know one of your star players saying that we have to write him out this season. Uh, we have to write Patrick <laughs> Mahomes out this season. So when something like that is presented is this something that you guys see in advance and you know either approve or just like do they get do you give any feedback to like those kind of like bigger nfl you know centric campaigns versus just a kansas city chiefs kind of campaign yeah so i would say um so there is the league has a has a cmo committee um which i sit on which is awesome so there's about 15 or so of us, I believe with the league that sit on a committee and, and we really, you know, they share kind of the bigger league strategic pillars and plans and key messaging, um, you know, early on, um, in this specific instance, 
um, weren't part of the creative process, you know, with their, with their agency, but was part of the process of saying, Hey, you know, we would love to see, um, if Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey would want to be part of this. Can you help, you know, take a look at it? Is this something that they, you think they'd be comfortable with? You know, and then certainly us trying to make the connections with their teams or with through our our PR and comms team to say, hey, this is something that we think is a great storyline. It's culturally relevant. Um, it 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 pay, paints fun and pokes fun at something that is kind of a, a, a conversation. Um, and then ultimately, it's it's their their decision to do that. But in this case, it was it was a great one where. Um, they were early enough that we could have those discussions to allow for our players to be in there. And, and again, it's a benefit to all of us, right? They have the, the league has such a national audience and it has such a big part of the cultural conversation that when we can be part of that from the chiefs in, in the right light, um, we, we would certainly love to. And, and in this case are excited about it. It's funny. <laughs> there's it's a lot of memes really already funny. coming out so it's it's it fits it's gonna be amazing so funny <laughs> that's so great um yeah. well i want to hear what's next laura but i i actually have a question for you because i'm very curious about this kind of ties into what al was asking about but in terms of like location marketing right so how do you balance like regional advertising and then national advertising now that the team has this nationwide attention and are there and my second part to that question is are there any like global expansion plans that you guys have in the works yeah so at the at the core of who we are right kansas city and the kansas city region is is the most important to us they are um, not only our season ticket members oftentimes, but they have been with this organization from day one. And, and that really is, you know, our priority. Um, but as we keep growing and we have ambitions of becoming, you know, a world's team, right. And an organization, um, when we look at the data and, and the latest data from the league has come out, you know, our, our, a huge portion of our fan growth is coming from a national audience, right. And that's not only because, the Kansas city region is smaller. That is because of the success of the brand and, and, and certainly the club and, and the team. And so we have started to, you know, shift, call it a, a percentage of our time and focus to making sure that we're connecting with those national fans. And many of those national fans we found in some of our research were um, Kansas city transplants, right? So they either lived here at one point, had a connection to it at some point um, or, or, parents were from here, right? There's some connection so we can find that through line, but a lot of other Kansas city fans and, and Al being a secondary one, right? They're, they're becoming fans through the players. And so, um, we just think about it more on which marketing levers do we pull? Um, and a great example, I think that shows kind of that balance of both with certainly an emphasis of local is what happens um, as we get into kickoff in the lead up of the season. Um, we have had a program called and a platform called Red Friday for years, 30 plus years. Lamar Hunt um, created it um, and it has evolved over time. And, and this year it'll be on a Red Wednesday because of the placing of our kickoff game. Um, but that is something that um, is all about giving back to the local community and allowing for the community to kind of light the city up red. So that is a huge focus, right? All of um, fans are able to buy uh, uh, flags that are they change every year at local McDonald's. All the money goes to the Ronald McDonald's House of Kansas City. So that's a very important um, 
focused for us. And yet the next day, the kickoff game, right, is going to go to millions of people around the world. And so how do we think about both of those things with ever, without ever um, losing who we are and where we came from, which I think is ultimately what makes the Kansas City Chiefs so special um, and certainly in that evolution as we continue to grow. Amazing. And and before we let you go, let's let's talk about what's what's next, because currently you really can't escape the Chiefs, uh, on, you know, <laughs> on social, on YouTube, uh, on Netflix. I mean, we, we have uh, Patrick yeah. is on is on quarterback, uh, the new Netflix series. We also have uh, Travis and J- uh, Jason Kelsey's podcast, New Heights. Uh, you guys have something new, um, a new kind of series on YouTube. I'd love to hear about is it uh, it's crowning the champions. So can you tell us a bit about that and maybe some other plans that you could share for uh, the rest of the season? Absolutely. So one of our biggest um, opportunities um, that we've certainly started to grow on is um, obviously content and and YouTube content, right? So we're actually now number two in the league in terms of YouTube subscribers. And and what we know is is content is king, right? And and going back to the conversation, um, certainly for our regional fans content is incredibly important, but even more for our national and international fans, right. Who may not have the opportunity to experience a life game. So, um, one of, one of the latest pieces of content, um, that we came out with, um, right after our ring ceremony was to give fans all over the world and in the U S an opportunity to feel like what it, what it was like when you got that ring and what the, when the players and the staff got that ring. So, um, we're trying to find ways not only through the content storytelling that is um, dynamic and exciting and gives fans an inside peek to something that they couldn't get, you know, through other news outlets, but then also using our distribution channels to be really focused on um, the right content on the right platform to the right person. Right. Um, I, I think that's something that I've certainly learned in my past jobs is the, the importance of that. Um, and we're excited about some other pieces that are going to be coming up here really soon. Amazing. Cool. And can you give us like a little teaser for this season? Like, do you, are you allowed to talk about the campaign you guys have planned? Can you share, like, can you share the script sh- to this season? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you guys have we'll, planned? We'll post it. Yeah. No, um, you know, all of our kind of energy and focus right now, at least on the bit on, on the marketing side, is around kickoff, right? So we are the first... Uh, game of of the entire season um, it will be hosted in Kansas City at GHA Field at Arrowhead which is a tremendous honor for us and, and the organization and so we're you know building out a campaign and plans that really allow everybody to experience what it's like to tailgate and to be together in the countdown to kickoff um, and so we have some really fun extensions of that um, which will come to life very soon. You know, everything where, uh, you know, a live stream will be happening from the grounds of GHA Field at Arrowhead um, with some special guests. I think, Al, to your, your comment on fans, right? We have some amazing, amazing super fans um, that will be part of that experience as well as some celebrity fans as well. So uh, that will be our focus. And that leads right after um, our, our annual Red Wednesday program that really is the thing that kicks off everything in Chiefs Kingdom. 
Wow. I mean, we love a good tailgate. And that is, it's, it's so genius, right? Because that's part of American culture. Like everyone speaks tailgate, you know, whether like everybody it tailgates. Matter. Yes, everybody does it. <laughs> um, Absolutely. It might look different. It might look different everywhere, right? Sometimes it's a big family. Sometimes it's at home. Sometimes it's at the parking lot. Um, sometimes it's at a bar. Sometimes it's at night, depending on where you are. Um, but everybody tailgates, everyone loves that social connection, the food, the smells, the, you know, the chief's gear. So it's something that we find really um, ownable for us and, and, and kind of a universal truth that more of our campaigns will um, start leveraging. I love that. Excellent. All right, Al, we got to pack our coolers. We're, we're headed to Kansas we're for this tailgate. <laughs> well, Laura, thank you so much. I mean, I'm sure we can ask you like 10 million more questions, but I think we're just going to have to tune in uh, and just see how the season pans out. But thank you so much for your time today. Thank you guys so much for having me. And thank you to my co-host, my guest co-host, Al Manorino. I think successfully, once again, we have picked the right fan for, for this episode. Uh, we had Heidi for Jurassic Park. And you, Al, really stepped up to the plate. So thank you so much. Thank you. Wrong wrong sports reference, but I'm going to thank you regardless. Perfect. All right. Go sports. Okay. And thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in once again. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.